Hallelujah. Well, come on and give God a praise. Come on, yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Accept your seats for just a moment. I, um, the, the person sitting next to you just needs a word. So would you just look at that person and just tell them, the preacher told me to tell you, God's restoring right now. you're hearing this morning was a passage of scriptures from 2nd Kings chapter 8 verses 1 through 6 I'll just read verse 6 and I'll preach the entire text and when the king asked the woman she told him so the king appointed a certain officer for her saying restore all 
right there. Want to hang a tag on this for the last time on this particular series. I want to talk from the theme, if it wasn't for the woman, and this is part three. The Bible teaches us this story of the Shunammite woman, unfamiliar to many, is this part of the story because most get stopped by the passage of scripture that shares her magnanimous testimony of having her son brought from death to life. And it is in that miracle that most of us hold sway and we get excited and we dance and we shout. We celebrate the fact that Elisha, the prophet of God, was able to go into the room of a dead child, pray over the child, and pray after several times of talking to God. He paces the floor of the room and then goes back and lays down. And he prays with the child again until the Bible says that the child sneezed seven times. Thus returning from death to life. Thus passing from the boundaries of death into this present world once again. And the child living on this side becomes a living example of what God can and will do. And that's where most of us stop at. But I've been trying to clue you in to the front end and the back end of the story. Because I tried to tell you that the reason why we even have a miracle is because of the favor triggered by hospitality. It is not a miracle if the Shunammite woman does not bless the man of God that is traveling. If she does not bless him, everything that happens afterwards does not take place. In other words, when she decides to ask her husband to build a special place in their home so that the prophet of God could stay there as he traveled back and forth doing ministry, when she made that decision, she not only, only opened up her house, she opened up the floodgates of heaven. Because when you bless, God's going to bless you. When you bless God's servant, God's going to bless you. When you honor God, God is going to honor you. She was triggering a blessing right there. She was setting up her household to be blessed by opening up her door. From that moment on, everything under her house roof was going to be blessed because she had offered hospitality and in so doing the blessing rested at her door. Y'all still ain't got that just yet. You see, some of you are trying to figure out where your next blessing is coming from. You need to realize you've already been blessed to be a blessing and as you send it out, it's going to come back to you. Come on back to church one more again. Here she is. She blesses the man of God. The Bible says that even though she blesses him, she looks at him and the, king, the man of God says to us that you've been a blessing to us. He and Gehazi standing there said, how can we bless her? They're trying to figure out how to bless her. When they try to figure out how to bless her, they decide that they look at her and they ask her, said, ma'am, is there anything I can do for you? Can I speak to the king on your behalf? 
Is there somebody I need to talk to first? No, I don't need anything. I'm living with my husband, among my own people. We, we're fine. We've got all we need. Are you sure you don't want me to talk to? No, I don't need you to talk to anybody. I'm, I'm good. This is good. We're, we're all good in the neighborhood. Everything's fine right here. I just wanted to bless you. Why? Everything's good. I don't have any needs right now. I thought I'd tell you this. Don't start asking when you don't have a need. Save your favor. Touch somebody say, neighbor, don't waste your favor on trivial stuff. She, I don't have any need right now. There's nothing I need at all. And the Bible says that the man of God looked at her and they decided that her greatest need was the fact that her husband was getting older and she had no children. Thus the prophecy of new life given to her. And in so doing, the prophecy of new life meant that the year later she ended up having a son. The same son God gave her is the same son that dies and the same son that's raised again. Okay. Now, look to me like, Lord, if you're going to bless me, why are you going to bless me and put me through this emotional roller coaster? I want my blessing, but Lord knows having had a child then lose my child then you bring my child back God, Lord this just look too much I thought I would just whisper in your ear here that just because God blesses you it does not preclude you to the normal vicissitudes of life just because you're on the Lord's side doesn't mean you're not going to have issues on this side because you're still going to keep waking up and getting going, going every day in an environment where there's humanity and a world full of trouble and sin. And what you've got to realize is being saved does not exempt the saved individual from living life. But here's where it gets good at. Because see, what this woman taught us was three things. First thing she taught us was how to live life with a higher purpose. A higher purpose. Now, now I know that, that that doesn't resonate just yet. You see, purpose is how you garner meaning and fulfillment in your life. Purpose is something that you need to strive for that's bigger than yourself. Something that, that you need to look out at. That what God wants you to do is to say, look, my life has more purpose than just eating, drinking, and being merry. What can I do with me that honors the God I serve? What can I do with me that's going to give glory and honor to him? And because she lived her life on purpose, purpose blessed her for the rest of her life. Whenever you find your purpose in life, you find the channel and the avenue of your blessing. Because as you fulfill purpose, you will also be fulfilled emotionally, spiritually, financially. You will be secure because when you walk in purpose, you walk in the place that God wants you to walk in. Therefore, you walk in the peace of God and the security of God 
and everything that goes along with securing your peace and your placement is added to you because purpose is going to set up God's plan. Okay. See, the psalmist says, I cry out to God most high to God who fulfills his purpose for me. God, I want you to fulfill your purpose in me. Fulfill your purpose. That's Psalm 57. God, fulfill your purpose in me. I need your purpose fulfilled. Not as I will, but Lord, what do you want from me? And the one thing that's unsatisfactory in our lives is when all we do is think about ourselves. Because as long as the only person you care about is the one sitting in your seat, you will be a person most miserable. Your life doesn't begin until you learn how to give it away. The moment you learn how to give it away, you'll find your life beginning because it is in that moment that you found something worth living and dying for. Okay, here you go. She lived her life on purpose. When you live your life on purpose, then everything that happens to you happens for a reason and not just to you, but for you. Come on, come on. See, Romans 8 and 28 gets fulfilled in your life that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord for those who are called according to his you about to go to church now in Christ Jesus so when purpose is being fulfilled good things are going to happen even if I don't understand how they happen because they happen on purpose because as I walk in purpose purpose is going to escort me into the presence of the Lord and God's plan is going to be fulfilled in purpose and on purpose okay Okay, yeah. Here it is, here it is. She, uh, she, she lives her life in purpose. Now, here's the Bible says. Now we enter chapter 8. Whole lot of stuff done happened. I don't have time to walk you through it. I'll ask you to read a little bit when you go home. When you get to chapter 8, though, get to chapter 8, we find out both past and present news. First thing we find on chapter 8 is that Elisha has talked to her since her son has been resurrected. And watch what happens now. Because see, she taught us how you have to live your life with a holy plan. Okay. There's a holy plan that attaches with living your life in purpose. What you, what you talking about, Reverend? You see, the Bible says to us in chapter 8, verse 1, Then Elisha spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, you and your household, and stay wheresoever you can. For the Lord called for a famine, and furthermore it will come upon the land seven years. Okay. Baby girl, prophet loves you, loves your household, but it's time to go. 
a famine is getting ready to come and it's going to last seven years. God has already made your escape because when the rest of these folk figure out that prophecy's real and fat meat's greasy, you'll already be safe. You'll get it on the way home. Go now. Famine's coming. Seven years. Go now. Famine is coming. Seven years. Look here. Verse 2 says, So the woman arose and did according to the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines seven years. Okay. Famine's coming. Move now. Now, let me just help somebody. Some of us linger with the spirit of procrastination. Word of the Lord come, we still waiting. Man done told you, let me, let me do another one, let me use the weather system. Man done said hurricane coming. You in Hurricane Alley. Go. Well, I'd have been in this house 50 years, ain't nothing ever happened. I don't know what happened 50 years ago, but this year, not the year to play. I've watched some of those stories. God knows something. I, you, you see some of those wildfires in California? It's gut-wrenching. I mean, flames just sweeping down. Now, the folks telling people, get out. The wind's shifting. You got to leave. And folks like, you know, hit my, my garden holes. <laughs> no, cuz. That, that, that might have got it on a cigarette, but... but <laughs> That ain't gonna do nothing today. And then you see him at the last minute, riding through like hell, flames everywhere. All you're looking for is the devil in his horns. That's all he's missing. That's my imagination of hell right there. That's close I want to get. Whoo! Are we gonna make it? I don't know. Can we make it? I don't know. Maybe. And it's scary. And I fear for them. And God knows the loss is magnificent. Not as splendor, but as horror. And you cry for them. But it also reminded all of us that when you have to move, you got to make the move. You got to make the move. Some of us don't put enough urgency to the word of God for our lives. We wait too long to do the right thing. And by the time we get through waiting, the blessing that could have been ours is no longer there. He told you to put the job application in. And three weeks later, you still talking about you got to get your stuff together. The job gone. <laughs> he 
He gave you the hookup. But the hook don't stay up for so long. Listen, listen. She made a holy plan. God said, leave. We out. Her and her household. Seven years. Please, please, please get this, saints. She has ministered to the prophet of God. God has blessed her. She has decidedly been blessed with a child. And now she has to leave her land, leave her home, and go into a foreign land as a stranger for seven years. Here's what I want to bless somebody with right now. Stop believing because your life takes some strange pathways that God has abandoned you on that pathway. If you're still eating, you still got food, clothing, and shelter, I don't care how God had to bless you to keep a roof over your head. If he keeps on blessing you, you celebrate what you have while you're waiting for him to bring you where he wants to bring you. She could have been sitting back mad talking about, you know, look here. I got a house. I don't have to be living in this dump. I'm living over here beneath my privilege. No, I'm praising God because in the midst of a famine, I'm still eating. Where others are starving, I've got food on my table. Where others don't have nowhere they're going to lay their head, I've got a roof over my head. Where others can't figure out where their children are, my child is right by my side. I got everything I need. God is blessing me. I may not have everything I want, but I have what I need. Look, look at somebody now say, neighbor, stop trivializing God's blessing in your life. He's been keeping you in the midst of a famine. Oh, you missed that shout right there. You missed your shout right there. There's a famine in the land. There's trouble in the land. There's trials in the land. There's weather systems in the land. And in the midst of it all, God's been keeping you. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to my seat. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Watch, watch this. That's, that's the last point. I want to make some going to my seat. I'm done. I really, I am, I am. Here, here she is. She'd been there seven years. And when she, when she realizes word comes down, famine's over. Famine's done. She says, hot diggity dog, I'm going home. But, but I believe on her way back to the house, she discovered somebody moved into her house and took over her land. Whether it's by a government program and fiat, somebody done took a house. Somebody done took a land. She comes back home. More than likely, 
Seven years later, her husband has died. Her and her boy come back home. She doesn't know what she's going to do. But in her mind, she's got one call to make. I'm going to go talk to the king. Now, if this king is like his daddy, my conversation ain't going to mean much. Because his daddy took out women, stole land, robbed people. If he's like his daddy, my going to see him ain't going to mean nothing. But, but I'm going anyway because I know that the only way I'm going to get back what the enemy stole is that I'm going to have to go in the middle of his camp and take back what he stole from me. I wish I had some folk in here ready to take it back. She walked up in the middle of the enemy's camp. I'm real she's ready to go toe-to-toe with him. But you see, when God blesses you, look at somebody say, neighbor, my next blessing will have healthy prosperity. Don't be mad at me. Now, 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 you got to get this, y'all. You got to get this. She arrives there, and when she gets there, she's going to speak to the king. But while she's standing there, she sees Gehazi, and Gehazi sees her. But don't get too excited that it's Gehazi, because Gehazi is a disgraced servant. And a disgraced servant is being asked to give testimony about a holy prophet. But the disgraced servant won't lie because he knows the truth that the man of God was holy and that he was anointed. So he's testifying about the anointing of the man of God. Look at somebody say, neighbor, your testimony It's not just for you. It's for your breakthrough. Gehazi standing there. The king said, tell me some stories about the prophet. Gehazi said, well, on one occasion, he raised a young boy from the dead. From a woman down in Shunem. And while he's talking, there she is, walking in, and he stops mid-sentence. Now you got to know they must be in the outer court area because Gehazi has Naaman's leprosy clinging to him. So they're standing out there, but he's yet testifying about the goodness of God. I'm trying to help somebody. Look at somebody say, neighbor. Don't you worry how people treat you. God will make them testify about how good God has been to you. I got to sit myself down. 
Gehazi looked over and said, there the woman goes. And there go her son right there. That's the one raised from the dead. The king said, come here, woman. What you doing here? She said, well, I, is what they say true about you? She said, yeah, it's true. And yes, this is my son. But I got one more problem. Somebody done stole my land. And the king said, wait a minute, sister. You mean this boy here was dead? And now he's alive? Yes, dead. Now alive. You mean he was dead? Now alive. Yes, dead. Now alive. Well, because of this, stop right there. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I didn't just go through it just to go through it but God was setting me up for my next miracle get somebody just touch and tell them my next miracle is attached to my testimony I'm blessed. I'm blessed. 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 I'm done, y'all. Last thing y'all got to hear this, hear this. The king said, go back with her. Give her back her land. But I also want you to do this. For the last seven years, everything they took off the land, every bit of prosperity from the land, I want you to give it all back. Look up to heaven. Holler with me. I want it all back. I want it all back. It's mine. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him.